girl guess that now it's julie's story welcome back to another episode of my podcast i think this was really great i had so much fun making this one for you so we're gonna go we're gonna go both places we're gonna go fun light funny stories about why are 30s the new 20s because 30s are amazing let's be honest plus somebody talking about some things i don't like about my 30s but uh and then we're going to go to those deep places. I'm going to tell you some things that I did at the beginning of my brand. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about some mistakes that I made. Um, so there's that. But I hope that you love this one because I really love to make it for you. So sit back, relax, enjoy these messages from our sponsors, and then get the popcorn ready because, girl, you're getting it all today. Hello. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm sitting at my kitchen table today again, but this time I have a little bit different of a setup. Normally I'm over here with my coffee. This time my whole computer, my whole like success binder is over here. I've got a whiteboard on the table. There's a random shirt keeping it real, random checklists, and I have a half a bowl of popcorn because hashtag skinny popcorn. Do you eat skinny popcorn? Because this is not a brand rep deal. Gosh, between Dove and skinny popcorn, like shoot, man. But I I am obsessed with skinny popcorn and my dog is too because uh, apparently I'm four and I can't keep, you hear the dog itching, I can't keep popcorn in my mouth so when it falls on the ground she's the number one um, beneficiary of those poor decisions. I'm sitting at my kitchen table with my computer set up here, one because my husband is amazing, he like... He literally does not care the crazy things that I do. Like, I've done some really wild things, like hand-making. Recently, I posted a photo of um, an uh, outfit that I made. A handmade, handmade outfits for my whole family for a Greatest Showman photo session. And, like, that day, the, I mean, not that day. Like, the seven days leading up to it, there was so much craft just debris everywhere and my husband never complained but like I'm sitting at my kitchen table with my computer because apparently I'm 95 years old apparently my back has decided girl um like you've been sitting in the worst chair ever I've I've had the worst computer chair ever because it's just not something that was ever a priority. Like I, I grabbed an old chair that was like from this um secondary table uh some would call this a dining room table i don't know what happened in in my development that kept me from liking this concept of the double table household like i i and i've never talked about this out loud so just forgive me as all my thoughts just unveil before you why when did we become these people that said this is what's going to be a priority in our life. We're going to need a one table kitchen table and then a secondary table that's a dining room table cuz I accumulated an entire second table that I've that's always kind of been the bane not of my existence of its own existence. It was this terrible table that I got. Didn't like it, didn't really want it, didn't need it, but I accumulated it. And this was before um, I understood what sparking joy was and before I had boundaries. So I just kept this table. Like, I've had this table forever. And it was so ugly. Like, it was light wood. And I have this crazy, like, aversion to two things. One is light wood. If it's... Lucy, calm down. She's settled down over here. If it's light wood, I don't want it. 
I don't know what it is. Like, dark wood for me is like the jam. We actually went to this restaurant in town that's amazing. It's in St. Pete and it's called The Library. And it's like the most like restoration hardware meets like uh, Central Perk from Friends meets like breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, it's all that combined. So, this is beautiful designed um, restaurant. And um, I walk in and it's so gorgeous and you can tell like it's everything is it's so branded that the chairs outside of this like restaurant have the brand color weaved through these white chairs and has this one um like one navy strand weaved into the pattern of the chairs like every few inches that's how detail oriented in their main colors navy but there it's all light wood and I went there for my birthday with Andre and the first thing I said to him was like it this place needed dark wood if it had if it would have had dark wood it would have felt so much more luxurious maybe that's why they didn't do that with the brand but back to the double table home what, I, I don't get this concept. Like, our dining room currently is my makeup office, my makeup office station, also my selfie area. Like, wh- why do we have homes with two areas to do the same activity? Like, we don't have two living rooms. Oh, but we have to talk about this. This is another thing we have to talk about. Apparently, um, again, I'm 90 because I'm complaining about stuff that's so dumb. But when you were growing up, tell me. Did you have, by clapping, there's like a little clap thing on the uh, podcast. If you had one, I'm about to tell you, clap. So I know I am not alone. My parents had a family room and that's where like we were allowed to like live and just be people. And then they had a living room. Now this living room was like off limits. This was the... This was the Christmas and when they used to have their adult friends over space, okay? And this was like, it was the most beautiful, well-kept room in my parents' whole house. It still is that way. It's the largest room. It's probably, their living room is probably as big as my kitchen and my my family room combined. Like, it's this huge area and it's got these beautiful, like, floor, almost floor-to-ceiling windows. There's beautiful natural lighting in and it's, like, sunken down so there's two steps that go down into it. It has the most amazing, like, fluffy couches. So, yeah, this room is off-limits. Like, this is the room that nobody's allowed to go in and it's so, it's... Like, why do we have these things? Why is this, like, normal? And I know it's normal because the family that I used to nanny with, I started nannying when I was 10. So they're babysitting when I was 10. I started nannying when I was 12. So this family that we used to nanny for, my sister and I would nanny for them, beautiful home, the most delightful family ever, and they had this living room. And I remember my sister, when she was, like, telling me kind of the the rules and a couple things, she, rem- she told me, she's like, do not let the children step foot in the living room if they step foot in there um they can see on the carpet you know when you used to like vacuum the carpet and your mom was like i want straight lines so yeah those straight lines were on the carpet from the vacuum and if the children stepped into there it was like lava like they would just like be eaten up by i don't know but they were not allowed in this space and it was so like it was so weird because 
it was so normal. Like it was so a normal thing. So we had the living room we weren't allowed to go into, and then they had the living room they weren't allowed to go into. And yeah, this is just normal life. Just give me a clap if you live this life because the, this is real. Okay, this is real. Okay, I have to be really honest with you. I just paused the podcast. I know I don't like doing that, except. Lucy decided that it was going to be time to eat right here, and um, this isn't an ASMR podcast, but this is an interesting topic to kind of go down this road because we were actually talking about, um, not ASMR, we were actually talking about voices yesterday. I don't know if you've ever listened to ASMR. I have to go to ASMR real quick. ASMR is this like really interesting thing and some people really get it and love it because they feel like the tingles in the back of their neck or whatever and some people just hate it and one of the things that people hate is the sound of chewing so I was like okay I'm not gonna if there's somebody out there who doesn't like the, the, the sound of chewing in the background I get it because my husband hates that sound it doesn't bother me as much like I don't notice I think, and I keep seeing this BuzzFeed thing come up. I bet you've seen it too. It's like uh, how to know if you have this like, it's actually called a term, somebody who doesn't like the sound of chewing. But last night, I kid you not, we're, I'm working on the computer really late and it's fine. Like Andre and I are talking. It's great. I'm sipping wine, wonderful life. And we start talking about people's voices because there's people, I didn't know this is not normal, Okay. There's people that I really like to listen to their stories on um, Instagram because I really love the sound of their voice. Like there's something about their voice that's really like soothing and relaxing. I wish I would have taken a picture of Andre's face. I can see it right now. He just was like, what are you talking about? And so I was trying to describe to him the type of voices that I like. There's a very specific, not only accents, I love specific accents but this just the sound and the dictation of various people's voices and the way I was describing it apparently sounded terrible to him because I was trying to explain like there's 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 a way that some people talk that sounds uh it's not like uh, it's not like they have some I don't I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even want to say because I don't want to like be judged but there's a, there's a way that people sound that sounds really cool. And like every time I try to describe it to Andre, he's like, you, like what in the world are you talking about? Apparently I collect voices because I immediately named off six people so fast that I was like, this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl, oh, this one. This. And he was like, Julie, you collect voices. And I was like, what? What? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have six people that you know off the top of your head of voices that you like. And I was like, other people don't do that. Like, other people don't pay attention to the way I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a thing that I have. But, oh, I just hit my drink with the pencil. That's what you just heard. Apparently, I'm adding sound effects into my uh, podcast now. But um, what I wanted to talk to you about today was how um, 30 is totally the new 20. And uh, if you listen to me at all for any amount of time, you might not you might not feel like I believe this, partly because I am not happy about a few things that are happening these days, particularly with um, the white hairs that are on my head. I, I said something that I thought I thought a lot about um, since I said it and I, and I feel, I regret it. I I regret saying this out loud because my words have now created a scenario that's terrible. I have said for a while now that my goal is to be platinum by 40. 
so apparently my my words and my mind and my hair follicles have all decided that they're going to work together to make this happen for me. So at 32, I probably have 3,200 white hairs that are growing. And, and the frustrating thing, I was just thinking about this today. I, I have been blonde as much as I possibly could be since I started dyeing my hair at around age 13. Every time that I dye my hair back to like brown, other than blonde, it doesn't make me feel pretty. It makes me feel not pretty. And so I've always like wanted to be a blonde bombshell babe. Well, I just recently have begun accepting my brown hair because my hair is naturally brown. And this is right around the time that my hair started to turn white in very large amounts, very quickly. I now want to chalk it up to the past year. I mean, I think I could probably attribute every single one of those hairs to either 27, like 2016, 2017, or 2018. All of them, they, I mean, they're, they're all in there because of those years. And it sucks because I want to live my best life without glistening gray hairs waving at everyone but apparently that's not where I'm at right now and so I've been dyeing my hair blue which I absolutely love if you have ever thought about dyeing your hair a color you just need to do it it's not as big of a deal as you think it is I know like you have to work through all these different things all these different emotions but it's really worth it just go it just do it like it's been so much fun for me and I thought I thought if I dyed my hair blue that people would stare at me all the time. And apparently those are like really like, I don't know, ridiculous thought. Because it's like, it's so common that people don't even notice. So I think you should totally do it. But in any case, I actually use um, Arctic Hair Fox for my hair color. Also not sponsored. Like I, I, I would like to be a brand represent. I mean, let's just be honest. Like I would want Skinny Pop to come to me and say could we give you free popcorn in exchange for you talking more about our popcorn? And I would say, yes. And you can also pay me to do that because I already like what you're doing anyway. I already like it anyway. Like, can I please have like just the water company like come into my home and be like, hey, listen, you're paying your water bill every month, but instead, can you just talk about the fact that you're using water, mention our company a few times, throw in there, you know, some comments about how awesome your water is and we'll go ahead and pay your bill. Like, why is that not happening in my life? I don't know. But you know what is happening? My hair is turning white. Like, I, like, can we just put it out there? I would not want to be platinum by 40, but I would like to be paid by my electric company and my water company to talk about them. I'm gonna throw that out there. Let's see if that starts to happen in my life because apparently whatever I say is gonna happen, so I'm just gonna start declaring all kind of craziness because that's what I want to see happen in my life, okay? But Andre and I talk about this all the time that 30, so I'm 32, Andre is 30. Um, I robbed the cradle, but just like Taylor Swift says, He's younger than my exes, but he acts like such a man, so. And I'm just going to leave that period right there. Just boop. And a pause for effect. So we are um, in our 30s now. And I had this like moment transitioning from 29 to 30 where I was like, mm, I don't know what this is going to be like. And then I hit 30, and then I hit 31, and now I'm 32. And I'm like, this is amazing. 
Like, nobody talks about how amazing 30s are. Like, 20s, 20s are a rough time. Like, I feel like you go through, you know, puberty in your teens. That's your time. And then you go through this thing called what in the world is life? And it pretty much starts at around, I don't know, 17. And it lasts until probably like the day before you turn 30. Somewhere right around there, it's just a lot of what the crap is happening. Like what the crap is happening with my life? What do I do with my life? And then 30 is like, it's so liberating. It's so, it's like, I I now have a better understanding of who I am, a better understanding about what I'm about. And you know, in my story, because I was a young mom, I spent a lot of those like years where, you know, girls are just like young girls are just being young girls. Okay. And I call them young girls because I want you to think about somebody who is like 17, 18. If you're in your thirties and you're thinking about a 17 or 18 year old, the first thing you think of is, oh my gosh, they are so young. But when you're that age, you don't feel young. You feel like I am arrived, like I'm not a little kid anymore. So, um, you know, entering 30s and and reflecting back on the fails of 20 and the successes of 20 and all those amazing things, I just have got to the other side and it's like, this is the new, like this is the new, like 30 is the new 20. And I imagine, I was talking to my counselor about this, she was just saying like, there's something that happens like when we reach our 30s, we start to like settle in a little bit more, we start to learn all these different things and then I start thinking about, oh my gosh, 40, like 40 is going to feel like this but times a million and that's one of the things like that's so amazing is like aging is like fine wine. And we, we grew up in a generation, we, I'm, but I mean, me and you, the ones that were raised by baby boomers, there was this thing going on with women baby boomers, I feel like, where there was such a um, resistance to aging. And I, I feel that way because I remember these moments between my mom and my mom's friends and all the women that I was like looking up to, and in the media as well, and on the magazines. I mean, I don't ever remember seeing an older woman on a magazine at all and it's it feels like age back then was not celebrated it wasn't honored it was like one of those things and the the reality is is like as much as I'm annoyed by my white hairs um they are an indication that I am living and that I'm you know moving forward and that is an amazing beautiful thing and I'm just like Julie you just need to like deal with it and I'm like I don't want to but in any case um you know we we why why does aging have to have such a bad rap except for the fact that it's annoying that our bodies start to change and you know kind of all those things are happening but there's something beautiful that can happen with our psychology where if we're like present and we're like learning we then can move our life to an even another level more settled level a, a level where um we're able to embrace those parts about ourselves that are changing because it's a reflection of growth I think that's one of the reasons why 30 is way better than 20. I think also one of the reasons why 30 is better than 20 is because I just don't care like I did in my 20s. I just don't care. Like I feel like my care level for what women think of me has completely and totally changed. And I, w- I, would, I would definitely say that that's a testament of crap that happened. Like, I feel like when you get to that point, Les Brown says this, like, if you're laying on your back, if you're going to fall, like at least lay on your back so that you can be looking up, because if you're looking up, you can get up. 
So when you reach that point where you're just like, everything is crazy and everything that could fall apart could fall apart and you're just like having those moments, um, you just stop caring what people think about your hair. I remember um, after I dyed my hair, we're talking about hair. After I dyed my hair blue, I got this comment on my Instagram. This one hater was like, um, said that my IQ looked like my hair made me look like essentially that I had a really low IQ. He said something like that. And I just, I just like laughed because I was thinking, wow, I didn't know hair is a reflection of intelligence level. But also the fact that, that, you know, when, if somebody has, if somebody has that much going on inside of them that they're willing to spend their five minutes, I heard Gary Vee say this last week. If somebody's willing to spend their five minutes on being negative, like have compassion for them. Because if that is what they decide to do with their five minutes to go comment on you or go make a comment or go make a judgment, they do not have enough going on in their life. Okay. Like they need to get some new hobbies and figure out themselves. So I think another reason why 30s is better than 20s is because I feel like the 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 level of confidence and the level of like assurity in what what um what I made to do or what I want to do has definitely changed um and I think that that has a lot to do with just you know though I talk about a lot just self-awareness and those kinds of things but there's something really powerful about getting settled in what it is that you actually want to do and doing what you, what makes you happy. And I think that that takes time to figure out. And I feel like there's a lot going on in twenties where we're just trying to figure out a lot of different things. And in thirties, it's like, okay, so there's some foundational things that have been laid out. Some things that I've decided, I've made some great life choices. I've made some bad life choices, but in general, I'm doing okay, I'm keeping it moving, I'm moving forward, and I'm, I'm able to make decisions from a different place. I heard this one time Gary Vee said something, and I told this to Andre because when he was transitioning into 30, he was kind of, like kind of feeling some angst because I think he there's areas in his life where he wanted to grow and he's not where he wanted to be in some areas. I think it's really common, right? It's so common. And I told him, like, hey, listen, Gary Vee said, like, he said this to like a 20 year old who was feeling that same way. Like imagine that when you're 20 and Gary Vee's like, dude, you've only lived 20% of your life. And so I told Andre, I'm like, Andre, you're only at 30% of your life. Like you have so much left to live. And that one statement like made this huge shift. And he just was like, he just got that. And it's funny because Speaking of those one comment shifts, I was talking to my counselor this week about like what I do and all these kinds of things and she was just really encouraging me and in, in doing what I'm doing and, and um, she was just giving me some really amazing perspectives. Which, by the way, I feel like that's one of the things that counselors do that is incredible is they just give you a different perspective and when you get a different perspective on a thing where you've always thought about it one way and you get a new perspective it sets you free it really does so she was just saying to me like um a lot of times with people all it takes is one sentence for them to get incredible like clarity and have a life-changing moment and i like i she it was a reminder for me it was a reminder that you know, showing up in, in a brand doesn't always have to be a certain way. It can just be, it can be you showing up and saying one thing that's, that's on your heart and in your mind that can really give somebody something. And I remember there's very specific moments throughout 
my life where I've been sitting down at dinner, having these various conversations with different individuals. And I remember, um, I remember them later saying to me like, Hey, when you said that one thing, it really, it changed my life. I, I got a completely different perspective on it. And I, I absolutely love those moments and I live for those moments. And I think it's one of the reasons why I settled on, um, you know, coaching and encouraging and inspiring and equipping women to help them figure out their purpose so that they, you know, can have all these possibilities unlocked to them inside of their brands is because sometimes it just takes that one thing to get somebody to see something differently and they take it and they transform their entire life. And I feel like I've had all of these moments where that's been happening in my life over and over and over again and going to the school that I did and listening to all these amazing leaders and I I have always felt like gosh if we can take education and self-investment seriously we really are putting ourselves in a better like position and I think you know education and growing and learning and self-development is so incredibly interesting and I also think it's really interesting to recognize where there's opportunities inside of self to grow. And I was texting Andre today, actually, and I was noticing after listening to a bunch of different videos on a bunch of different things, I paused everything at this moment where I was realizing something and I wanted to be quiet and I wanted to press it. I want to lean into that moment where I was realizing that there are various areas of my life where just a perspective about something or a way of doing something can be changed and they need to be adjusted and recognizing that oh my gosh like that is there and it needs to be adjusted and that's totally okay and giving myself permission to make those adjustments and take those adjustments really seriously and and to not um gosh not um affect those things kind of coming to the surface, like slowing down and noticing, oh, this is a moment. Like I need to recognize this moment that's going on and, and, you know, turning towards that moment. But I think that those are the types of things I didn't really do in the same way in my twenties. Um, the white hair has definitely helped me understand things a lot differently now, but like it, it's really true that there's some things that we just don't know when we're younger and now we do. And I, and I feel like my, um, my my temperament is to immediately like go and tell somebody else like exactly what I'm learning like I have to actually slow myself down to where I have to fully absorb the concept that I'm learning first before I like go and like tell somebody else and I think that's the encourager in me is like I always want to be giving to the people around me because I realize like how much of an impact that we can have just by encouraging someone else but really getting that knowledge inside of me first before I go out and try and serve somebody else. But let me just tell you, like, if you, like, if you are looking for ways to go and serve other people in such an incredible, easy way to do it, and my dog is barking at the door, like, I can't right now. I can't even, I can't believe this. Like, in the Rumble podcast, the dog was chewing. I put the dog outside, and now she's, this is keeping it real, keeping it real. All right, Lucinda, get in the house. She's such a diva. In any case, one of the things that I realized about like my brand and growing my brand was one of the most powerful things that I could do in my brand was actually to go out and encourage other people. And so when I was actually building my brand from the ground up, like literally out of my parents' back bedroom, 
one of the things that I did every single day was I would go on my friends list. This is, this is a true story. This is totally true. I, and I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this in this way before, but I would go on my friends list on Facebook and I would close my eyes and I would scroll down and wherever my cursor would end up when I opened my eyes, I would click on that person and I would just like take a moment and listen from God, just what does this person need? Does this person need to be encouraged? And so I would write them and I would just say, hey, listen, like, I just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. And every single day I did that. And I have to say that that one thing alone, I really believe that that one thing alone helped to build my brand in such a powerful way because as I began growing in my, um, just in my brand, people were very familiar with me because not only would they get like these notes from me, but they would also um, see on like my Facebook wall or the other person's Facebook wall. So I was coming up a lot, but that wasn't the reason why I was doing it. I was doing it because I understand what it's like to feel really discouraged. I know what it's like to like just be sitting there and like working so hard and feel so totally unseen. I know what it's like to not have anybody see me. And I didn't want to show up in my brand and not see someone else. And so that meant that I took time out of my day and put it into my daily habits towards reaching out to other people using my gifts and natural encouraging gifts and saying, I want to let you know I see you and you're valuable. And I, it would be really thoughtful. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like a copy and paste. Like every person got an individualized note. And I'll never forget as I would travel around and just meet different people in branding and, and talk to different people. I remember specific people telling me, like, Julie, you have no idea why, like how much I needed that note. Like you sent me that note at the exact perfect time. It was exactly what I needed. And I had all those moments happen. And I don't think those are happenstance. I really believe that that's God moving through me to give something to his other kids. And when I started realizing that was happening, I realized how powerful that was. And I realized that that one habit helped shift me out of feeling discouraged and unseen because it took the attention off of myself and it put it on how can I give to someone else? That strategy is something that I used a lot because in growing my brand and walking through some of the things that I walked through and and just being a mom and single mom, there were moments where I had various situations happen that were discouraging or frustrating, all these things. And I had these feelings, had these big feelings and it's really difficult to run a brand when you're experiencing these really big emotions and you don't know what to do with them, whether it's discouragement or loneliness or frustration or, you know, just uh, all these things that happen. And so I started doing this conscious thing where I would take the energy, the negative energy of that moment, I would acknowledge this is what I was feeling. And I would immediately go find somebody. I would instantaneously go find someone online, a friend of mine on my Facebook, and I would just start lavishing words of encouragement on them. And it was like, I just went for it. Like, I just started, you are so amazing. I love this about you. I noticed this about you. Like, this is really inspiring to me. This is really encouraging. Or I'd I'd write them an email. Or I'd write them a private message. It wasn't always on their, their public wall because sometimes the words weren't for everybody. 
But I would do this as a way to help move me from this sucks. I can't believe this happened to me. This is really frustrating. This is really overwhelming. This is annoying to have to deal with this. This is a big thing that I don't know what to do with. Help move me from that into gratitude. Gratitude that I had somebody in my life that exhibited all of the qualities that I had just listed out to them. I would just tell them what the greatness that I saw in them. And you know what it did for me? It moved me from all those negative feelings into an incredible gratitude for the amazing leaders that I had in my life that I was able to go and write those things to. And that taught me something really important at the beginning of building my brand. And it taught me that it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about I have a gift that is for the people around me. So I get to decide when, how, if I operate in that gift. And we all have these amazing gifts. And the frustrating thing is that there's so many gifts that are laying dormant Because we don't acknowledge them, because we don't know who we are, we're so busy, we don't have the energy for it, we don't acknowledge them, we 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 don't value ourselves, we have a low image of ourselves. When we have a low image of ourselves, it's very difficult to honor ourselves enough to stand up and inside of our gift and to flow in it. So we have an entire warrior queens, an entire army of warrior queens sitting out because they don't feel worthy, they don't feel lovable, they feel frustrated with their feelings, they feel annoyed with the situations that are going on, they don't even know what their gifts are, they don't know how to flow in their gifts, and then they wonder why they don't feel fulfilled. And part of the reason they don't feel fulfilled is because they haven't honored themselves first because you can't give to others what you don't have. So you got to start with you. So you honoring yourself first, honoring the greatness in you, honoring your gifts, and then making a conscious choice to say, I know that I'm great at this. I'm going to move in this. And that's one of the things that I was able to discover, thankfully, in my 20s, not in my 30s, but in my 20s, able to acknowledge myself I started listening to the words that people were telling me. One of the number one things that people told me that helped me discover what I was naturally God-given, divine, gifted at, one of the phrases I heard over and over and over and over again was, Julie, you are a breath of fresh air. That's what I heard over and over and over again. And when I realized what they were saying was, I feel encouraged because of you. I feel inspired because of you. I feel better because you're here and because of what what it is that you carry. And we all have these things that are meant for each other. We all have these gifts and these tools that that we can use to work together to help us all become what we're meant to become. But if we're feeling frustrated, if we're feeling defeated, if we're feeling discouraged... We stop flowing in our gifts. I believe the number one thing that stops encouragers and stops a lot of people is discouragement. That's why I said if you want to do something really simple and amazing to serve people around you, and oh, by the way, the benefit for you, the natural result for you, 
Not the reason you should do it. Not the reason not to do it for this purpose. But the natural fruit of it is your brand growing, is encouraging the people around you. Intentionally, specifically, strategically being kind with your words, being thoughtful with them, telling people what you think. How many times do you think something great about somebody and you never say it? How many times are you just going through Instagram and you think something about somebody that you really admire? You never tell them. It doesn't matter how big you are in your brand or whatever. You know a couple things about people because you're a person. People are always going to struggle. They're always going to have some kind of struggle in their life. You know, It's how they deal with it that, that makes them a champion. But there's always going to be something that comes up no matter if you're Oprah or Gary Vee or whatever, like you're going to have things that come up. You always need love. You always need acceptance. You always need those things. So if you know that about people and you know that you already feel a certain way about somebody, you're scrolling through, you see somebody, they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing that they're doing this. See something, say something to them. It really, really makes a difference. I mean, it, I can't even tell you what it means to me to, to see and hear people when they're talking about, oh my gosh, I listen to your podcast, thank you. Like, it means so much to me. I cry. And you know I don't cry unless I get really excited, unless something like that happens. I cry. It matters. It matters because on the other side of this podcast are all the little things that I've had to deal with to keep this thing going, to not quit, to start it in the first place, to keep showing up. All the little checks where it's like, Julie, nobody's listening anymore. Julie, you shared too much. Julie, you shouldn't have said that. All that stuff, all that accusations and all that negative stuff, it happens. And so hearing thank you, hearing that mattered to me, it's amazing because it lets me know you know what? It's impacting one. That's all it needs to do is just impact. If one thing that I could say could shift one person at one time in one Kairos moment, having a moment where it's a God-appointed, God-breathed, God-inspired moment where somebody comes across my path and I'm able to say something that encourages them to do something different in their life that impacts their life, it was worth it. And I know it's worth it. Every single one of us have people in our life that we've come across in some way that have done something, said something, supported us, given us something that completely and totally changed our life. Whether it was a teacher, a parent, a friend, whoever. We all have those people that when we met that Kairos moment, something shifted. And I think one of the things that we can do as we get to know ourselves is we can set ourselves up to be ready for that Kairos moment by understanding what we're supposed to be doing. I heard something today in one of the audios that I was listening to, and it was just saying that there's so many people who are trying to be great at something that isn't their gifting that isn't for them. They're trying to be great at something because they see somebody that they admire and they want to be like that person. And so they're trying to dress up their gifts to be like somebody else. And what sucks is that it removes 
it removes the 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 natural gifting and it removes the um the positioning of the original person that was supposed to be what they were made to do in the first place and it takes away from the person that they're trying to copy off of so i think just continuing to be in journey of is this what i'm supposed to be doing am i happy doing this You'll hear me say this so often because this was my life. This was my journey. This is what I did. And I I came across these walls, these moments where I got hit hard because I didn't hear what I'm telling you now enough. And that was, are you like, are you looking at your life? Are you happy with what you're doing? No, get serious. Get really serious. I mean, I got to a point where I was so unhappy in my brand that I had built this beautiful brand that I loved and I was so proud of. And I was doing these some things in the brand that I didn't want to be doing anymore. And I didn't let myself pivot. And it's kind of like, you know, when you like when you were younger and you like grew out of, you know, your favorite shoes and you just like kept putting your foot in and you're like no i this this is the time this is the time it'll it'll work like it's fine and then like you walk around and you're like these are the worst this is the worst decision ever but they're such cute shoes it felt like that it felt like that in my soul and i i remember this moment where um my brand was extremely successful i was just about to i think andre and i had just been uh just been married um really successful I I can't remember this the specific time it was somewhere around there a couple years ago um and I was making really good money doing what I was designing brands for photographers and creatives I was making really good money doing it and I had been doing it for years and I had built this extremely successful brand from nothing and I had jobs coming in I had jobs I was working on. I had inquiries in my inbox. I had money in the bank. And I had more money coming in. And I remember pulling up to this parking spot. Um, I, I got in my car one afternoon. And I pulled into this parking spot uh, nearby town by the ocean. And I just cried in my car. I sat in my car and I cried. And I um, texted Andre and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to be doing this. And like, I want to quit. I can't do this anymore. And Andre was like, well, what's going on? Like, he's at work with all these kids. He's like, babe, what the, what the world's going on? And I just, I, I was having, my, my soul was saying, we're done now. We have outgrown designing. My soul said it to me in that moment. And, um, it was really hard for me to listen to it because it didn't make sense to me because the money was great and I had, you know, built this brand and, um, you know, there were parts of it that I enjoyed, but there was a lot of it I didn't enjoy anymore. And so I'm sitting in my car crying, having what, what a lot of people pray for, a brand that's successful. And I was miserable. And to me, that's not a successful brand. <laughs> like if you're miserable, if you're crying in your car, your husband, that's not a successful brand. But like I didn't give myself permission to, to pivot. And so I wandered for a long time. I, lo- I wandered for a few years. Imagine that moment I just described for the next few years because my soul and my, like my spirit and my soul knew it was time to shift. I just wasn't ready for it. 
And that's really uncomfortable. It's kind of like when, um, if, if you're pregnant and you're like nine months pregnant and the baby's like ready to come out, but the mama won't let the baby come out. Um, it's painful. It's painful when you fight. (laughs) Don't fight. Don't fight it. So it took a lot of wrestling with myself and wrestling with the expectation that I thought that I had put on myself and the expectation that I felt like was out there because I had created a brand that was built on, on this one thing. Um, but really what, what I'd really built a brand on wasn't, it wasn't a what, it was a who. I had built my brand on me. So when I was ready to transition, guess who supported me? Everybody that had always loved me and supported me and believed in me and all those amazing things, they were right there with me and they've always been right. They've been the most supportive people ever. And it was so freeing to do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I want to help lead women to figuring out what sets their souls on fire so that inside of their brand, they can get up. They can get up like I did this week. I woke up at 4.44 in the morning, not because my alarm went off, because my soul, my spirit was so excited about what I was working on that my, I didn't want to sleep anymore. My, my spirit and my soul woke me up and the first emotion I felt was excitement. I thought, oh my gosh, it's morning. At 4.44 in the morning, <laughs> like I laid there and like did gratitude and all that stuff for until 5.45. But I got up and then I worked from that like early in the morning. I worked a 12-hour day and I didn't want to stop. That's how awesomely excited I was about what I was working on. Never experienced that before, except for the beginning of my my brand. When I first started my brand, that's how I felt about it. And then kind of along the way, the highs and lows. And not paying attention to my soul made me feel a lot of things. But I, I believe that that's the kind of energy and that's the kind of space that business women are made for. We're not made to just survive our brands. We're not created to just ho-hum and kind of do stuff here and there. No, like we're, we are created to be vibrantly feeling alive and energized by what it is that we're doing so that we can be happy doing it. Because at the end of the day, if we're happy, if we're feeling excited, if our relationships with our families are amazing, our relationships with our kids are amazing, if we're connected to God and we're feeling happy in our lives, we can make choices and we can no longer be bought. And that's what I had to walk out. And that sucked because I was being bought. Not that getting paid is wrong, but I was trading, I was trading my happiness for income. And that sucked. And so I gradually let myself transition out of that role serving, you know, serving the clients I, you know, when you was still getting with excellence. And like I said, there's definitely things about it that I did still enjoy and that I do still enjoy, but it just, it, it's not, it's not where I'm going anymore. And it's okay to like transition out. So if you, if it's time for you to transition out, even if it's something small, I heard Bob Goff say, quit something every Thursday. Just, just check in with yourself. Is there something small that you need to be quitting so that you can wake up at 4.45 in the morning and feel excited about your life. You know, part of that excitement came from the internal work of 
readjusting my idea of what success was and also filling my mind, my emotions, my habits, everything with gratitude and walking out some very specific, strategic, intentional things that some of the most successful people in the world do. Success doesn't just happen, it's created. And one of those things that I've been doing that makes me so happy is taking all of that stuff that I learned that brought me to this place and putting it in a practical place where you can learn how to do it. And that's the course that I've been working on. And it's almost done. It's like 90% done. This course is 90% done. But this stuff that I learned in this, like the stuff that I learned, I just took it all and put it in this 11 module course. And essentially it is leveling up, like bringing your, it's a savvy brand's guide to success. Figuring out some of these things and working on them, putting yourself in a position so that you can wake up super energized, happy, excited about your life and that you You're so incredibly energized by what you're doing and you're so excited about your life that you don't even want to sleep. And I'm telling you, that is where I am. And I'm like, this is the reason why I'm here is because of this stuff. So I can't wait to announce it. I hope that this has been like encouraging for you and inspiring for you. I'd love to know like what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram or a little message here on Anchor. Thank you so much for listening. If you know somebody that needs just like a pep talk and like keeping it real, funny stories, but also getting to the deep stuff, you know where to send them. Okay. Thank you so much. I love you. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.